This is episode 154 of Best of Bella. The Best of Bella. I chose episode 49 to replay because it is from Joey Coleman. I first saw him live at Social Media Marketing World 2017, and his presentation skills blew me out of the water. This man is so incredible. He is so personable, but even more than that, his background is just mind blowing. This man has done things like become a criminal defense trial attorney. He has worked at the white house and did things with the U S secret service and CIA. He can't talk about publicly. He's designed artwork that's been displayed in museums. This man has lived the life of many, many people at such a young age, but more importantly, and for you today, he He has this thing called the first 100 days. He was so incredible that not only did I have him on the podcast about a year and a half ago, I also had him as a guest in the mastermind and he just blew everyone out of the water. So without further ado, I want you to experience Joey Coleman and the 100 days methodology. Welcome to Bella in your business, where Bella will discuss anything and everything about your pet sitting business to help you land on target. So get ready. Bella's got your shoot. Let's jump. Welcome to Bella in your business. I'm your host, Bella Vasta with Jump Consulting. And today, I don't even know where to begin. Joey Coleman is my guest. And you guys listen up to this biography because this is going to explain to you exactly why you need to stop whatever you're doing, put down the laundry, pull over, stop walking the, well, don't stop walking the dog and listen (laughs) to what we're about to say. When organizations like the Hyatt Hotels, NASA, the World Bank, Zappos, they need to build their customer experience, they call this guy you're about to hear, Joey Coleman. For over a decade, Joey's helped organizations retain their best customers and turn them into raving fans and his entertaining and actionable keynotes, workshops, and consulting projects. His first 100 days mythology helps fuel successful customer experience endeavors at companies and organizations around the world. As a recognized expert in customer experience design and an award-winning speaker at national and international conferences, Joey specializes in creating unique attention-grabbing customer experiences. And I can definitely vouch for that because he threw it down at Social Media Marketing World. That's where we first met. (laughs) He works with companies ranging from small VC funded startups to large Fortune 500s. I mean, he covers the gauntlet with hundreds of mid-sized businesses between. Joey developed his narrative skills as a criminal defense trial attorney. I mean, talk about Renaissance man. And (laughs) I mean, incredible. It's absolutely incredible. And advised and counseled Fortune 500 companies as a business consultant. He honed his communication and messaging skills at the White House. All right. Like this is drop the mic. Like just drop the mic, walk away. Like the White House, the White House and did things for the secret service that he can't even talk about. (laughs) He's designed artwork and displays at museums. He's featured in jury shows and Greece is the public of U.S. and abroad. When not traveling the world to over 48 countries and counting, my goodness, for keynote presentations, client workshops, quality beach time, he enjoys watching magnificent sunsets from his mountaintop home in Colorado with his wife and two kids. 
Joey, anything you're about to say right now, I'm going to listen to because your world experiences just blow my mind. Oh, thanks, Bella. I appreciate it. Thank you for being here. Oh, it's my pleasure. It's my pleasure. As you mentioned, we had the chance to meet at Social Media Marketing World. And as anybody who's a regular listener or watcher of you knows, your spirit is infectious and I love it. (laughs) And when you asked me, I was honored to be asked to be on the show. So I'm excited to get a chance to chat today. Thanks for having me. Yes. What strikes me about you is how personable you are. I've been around speakers before where sometimes they're either having their people like hustle them off to the back room or they're like, no, no, no photos, you know, and you and I sat next to each other in Mark Schaefer's known workshop at Social Media Marketing World, just chatting like we were old buddies. I mean, I asked you right then and there like, hey, would you be on the podcast? And you're like, absolutely. And I was just so honored. Tell me more. I imagine that your whole life, having that kind of attitude towards everyone that you've met has helped get you everywhere that you've been. I mean, would you call it a reinvention or would you call it a living life to the fullest? Because to me, you sound like a Renaissance man. Well, I appreciate that. How do you go through all of these things? I mean, take us back. Well, a couple ways. First of all, thank you. I'm flattered by the reference or the allusion to being a Renaissance man. I mean, it's certainly something that's actually been a goal of mine for a very long time. I think it's achieved. (laughs) I think we need to make the most of the life we have. And I've never been fully filled, if you will, by focusing on any one thing. Like most people, and I imagine most people listening and watching, I've got a lot of different interests and a lot of different things that I'm curious about Mm -hmm. and intrigued by and motivated by. And so what I've done throughout my career is if there's a thread that I think is worth pulling, I pull it and I see where it goes. Looking back on my career, it's really easy to see the path, right? Uh So the common thread across all the jobs I've had, all the different careers I've had, the different experiences I've had is a love for why do people do the things they do? Uh Like, why do we behave the way we behave, the decisions we make, the actions we take? And by studying those, how can we help sway the decisions that people are making and maybe even get them to do the things we want them to do, right? And so this was really valuable when I was a criminal defense lawyer. When most people sit in a jury and they think, well, if that person's there, Uh they must be guilty, right? Because I've never been brought up on charges. So obviously they must be guilty. And the reality is they're not. They're not guilty until the jury says they're guilty. Uh And so one of my big jobs was to try to say like, look, Here's your predisposed beliefs about what someone accused of a crime has done. But here's the facts. And your job as the jury is to look at the facts. And so that kind of approach to let's look at the facts, let's build a case, let's see why things are the way they are, has really just translated across all the different jobs and careers I've had and is frankly a big driver of the decision-making processes that I apply to my own life today. That's incredible. It's absolutely incredible. It's kind of like you've become a professional storyteller that you can like recreate a story in no matter where you're dropped in the world. That's definitely the goal. I mean, if we look at story, it's really interesting. Going back to the earliest days of humanity, what did we do? We gathered around the fire in the cave and we told stories. That hasn't changed. I don't care whether you're telling your stories on Snapchat or Instagram or Facebook Live or in person or in a sales meeting or in a webinar or pitching a client one-on-one or just hanging out with some friends over a beer. We love people who can tell stories. And stories are really how we learn. They're how we make decisions. And they can provide so much insight and guidance that I'm a big fan of storytelling in all of its forms. And yeah, love the opportunity to have the life experience 
pieces that I think create some pretty interesting and fun stories to tell. I love that. I absolutely love it. I am doing a lot of personal development on learning how to tell better stories and constantly doing that because I agree with everything that you're saying. And I think every business can apply that. All of our listeners ask yourself, am I telling a story or am I talking at people? And I think there's a big difference and there's a big difference in how your audience will listen to you. So let's kind of talk about how do we tell our story in our first hundred days? How do we share with our customers? This is why you should be so happy that you picked me and keep them engaged. Your first 100 days philosophy mythology is so incredibly powerful and impactful. I just loved every single second from social media marketing world when you told us about it. Oh, well, thank you. So tell our listeners who have never heard about this before. Sure. So the first 100 days is a philosophy and a methodology and a system that I've developed for over a decade now. It basically comes down to this. When someone decides to do business with you, from the moment they make that decision on day one, you have 100 days to create a remarkable experience for them. And if you don't do that in the first 100 days, they're not going to be a customer. They're going to leave. They're going to go work with someone else. They're going to quit doing whatever product or service you sold them. However, if you do create that remarkable experience, you can have a customer for life. And the way you do that is you connect with them in a deep and meaningful way early on in the relationship to reinforce the decision they made, to help them get the most out of your product or your service, and to really let them know that they matter to you. And this is something which, to be honest, most businesses today are so focused on how many customers do we have and are we hitting the numbers Mm -hmm. and are we growing fast enough and how are we going to meet payroll and all these things that they stop remembering that the core of all of this really is the customer Mm -hmm. and how the customer feels on an emotional level. You know, kind of tying story and emotion together, you know, the best stories are the ones that hit us at an emotional level, right? Stop and think about a factual story. You know, if you look at the Star Wars movies, right? Uh The Star Wars saga. Okay, here's the facts. Plans are stolen. (laughs) They chase to find out who has the plans. Right. The plans are used to destroy the base. Mm -hmm. That's it. Boring. Boring. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. like that's the facts. But when we get into the story, now we have Darth Vader and we have Luke Skywalker and Princess Leia and how Mm. they interact and how Mm. they interact with each other and on their own and what they stand for and what they symbolize. Now it gets a lot more interesting. The same is true for every one of your listeners. I'm sorry, your business is not walking dogs. Mm -hmm. Okay? Preach it. Preach it. (laughs) Maybe how in a networking environment, if somebody says, what do you do? You answer, oh, well, I'm a dog walker. I have a dog walking business. Yeah. But what we really, if we dive into the emotional level of what you're doing, as a dog walker, you are providing to that owner something that they know is vital for their pet that they don't have time to do themselves. Yes. And it's probably the case that they feel guilty about that. Yes. Preach it. And they have huge emotional angst. Mm -hmm. And yet they have you as a potential solution. Now, some of the dog walkers might say, well, that's it. I'm the solution. I'll walk your dog. You don't have to worry about it anymore. Mm -hmm. They're still going to feel bad about it. Mm -hmm. They're still going to feel bad about the fact that they should be walking the dog. It's like outsourcing love. (laughs) Right. Not a good technique. It can be done. Happens in Vegas all the time. (laughs) But not going to 
give you the fulfilling interaction that you want. And so taking some of your listeners that are in like the dog walking business, you need to constantly be reminding and reinforcing with that client that not only are you taking great care of their dog, which by the way is the expectation, but it's okay that they're not the one walking the dog. Uh Uh-huh. Right. And that maybe the walking that they're doing is the exercise walking and they're saving the play walking for you for the weekend, you know, or something like that and really getting at their emotional level. And so I think that's really what when we look at the first hundred days methodology across the board, it's paying attention to the emotional journey your customer is on Mm -hmm. and meeting them at every phase in that emotional process to make sure that they're feeling fulfilled and getting some meaning out of the interaction. Joey, there is a major shift happening in our industry right now where these technology companies are coming in and people are signing up and saying, hey, we can walk your dog for like $8, right? Like super undercutting. Think Uber is coming into the pet industry. So um, one thing that we have a lot of discussions on that I really feel like applies to this is the more that you can tell this story, the more that you can appreciate the people that you work so hard to get into your company, you know, these customers, the more valuable you are to them, the more that they actually might perceive you to be worth, therefore might actually pay top dollar because you're taking care of that outsourcing a love, as you said. Do you think that there's a direct correlation between telling these stories and solving these problems and taking care of these people and value and worth and pricing? Absolutely. Absolutely. So at the end of the day, the only reason someone is going to be able to beat you on price is if you haven't given your customer any other criteria to measure you by. Amen. It's that simple. It's that simple. And all these people that complain, they're like, oh, people are beating me on price. They're coming in. It's like, stop fighting with I don't have a lot of sympathy for you. (laughs) I don't because if they're able to beat you on price, it means there isn't anything else you gave them that they find valuable. So how do you compete? Now, that being said, I realize that's an easily flippant answer to give and say, well, it's just keep your prices high and don't worry about it, right? You need to show when people come into your marketplace that are going to do the commodity aspect of your service, right? The walking dog is kind of a commodity. Uh huh. Let's be honest. Mm-hmm. A robot could do it. Sure. A teenager can do it. Right. It's not a specialized skill that you have to go to school for. Right. So unless you explain to your client why having you walk the dog is better than having Bob down the street walk the dog, then they're not going to fully be able to appreciate what you do. Now, yes. something that I think, and maybe some of your folks already do this. If I was running a dog walking business, I'd do a couple of things. Number one, I would be messaging the owners on a regular basis during our walks, mm-hmm. right? I would be sending them video of their dog. I would be sending them photos because most dog owners, and I'm not a dog owner, full disclosure, okay? <laughs> You're a cat owner, right? Not a cat owner. I'm not a cat oh, owner. Oh, why did I think you have a cat? I have two kids. That's <laughs> Yeah. I don't need any. I have two, a three-and-a-half-year-old pet and an 18-month-old pet, <laughs> and those two keep me plenty busy. Plus, we travel so much, it would be cruel to have a pet because right. where I live in Colorado, if we're going to have a dog, it has to be a big dog or else it's an appetizer <laughs> to the wildlife we have here, and it's not going to work. Right. So, But what I know about pet owners, yeah. right, many of them think of their pets as their children. Mm-hmm. Many of them love their pets more than they love their children. Yes. And there are very few parents that wouldn't love getting a random text message during the day with a photo of their kid, 
Right. The same holds true with a pet, right? So send them a random message, send them it. Now, here's the thing. What most business owners do when I give this advice is they say, oh, okay, great. So every day at 10 a.m., I'm going to send a picture of their dog on the same street doing the same thing we've always done. It's like, no, that's not what you want to do, okay? It needs to be random, but it needs to be regular, mm-hmm. okay? So it needs to be random, but it needs to be regular so that they feel that connection. Mm-hmm. Another thing I would do is I would look for ways. Let's say, can you give me an idea of ballpark? What do you think the typical dog walker earns from walking one dog in a month, hypothetically? Can you give me a ballpark, what you think, Bella? I would think maybe five or $600. Five or $600. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. So what I would do is about once every six months or once a year, I would carve out a little money. I would carve out $20 off of every dog Mm -hmm. every month Mm -hmm. for gifting. Yeah. I would gift the dog, Mm -hmm. right? So I would do a new leash or a new squeeze toy. And then at the end of the year for the one year anniversary, I would get a pet photographer to meet me one day while I'm walking the dogs take amazing photos of the dogs and then give that photo of the dog in a frame to the owner to celebrate their one year anniversary of you being their dog walker. That is fantastic. It's unexpected. It's memorializing. They're going to put it in their house. They probably have some pictures of their pet, but not enough. Yeah. You have it professionally done. You could work a deal with the photographer and you say, hey, what would it be like to shoot 10 dogs across two hours? Yeah. Most photographers would be like, oh, absolutely. No problem. I'll give you a sweet deal. I'll charge you 50 bucks or 100 bucks, give you all the digital photos. Yeah. And then you give them this photograph. It doesn't have your logo on it. It yes. doesn't have your name on it. It doesn't have you in it. <laughs> it, it, it just has the dog. They will never forget where they got that photo. They will never forget the emotional feeling they had when they opened that package and saw their dog with a handwritten thank you note from you that just says, hey, I realize that there are lots of people you could pay to walk your dog. Thanks for trusting me with Sparky and yeah. use the dog's name, right? Yeah. And then- picture. The opportunity to do things like this, you're only limited by your own creativity. Mm-hmm. And with the type of money, I think lots of times people get caught up in, well, how much money am I spending on this? Yeah. If you're making $500 per dog yeah. per month, well, let's do the math on that. That's six grand. Uh-huh. And I understand you have bills to pay, but if you can't carve out 200 bucks of that six grand to plow back into your client to get the six grand the next year, you're not going to be in business long. I mean, one of the things I always say is if I had a situation where if you handed me $200, I would hand you (laughs) $6,000. You want to do that, Bella? Pretty much any time I would do it. I love that because that really puts like a really good image in your mind of like, you can't get that in Vegas. People put $200 down all the time. They'd be so excited that they got $6,000 back. (laughs) You can't get that return in the stock market. You can't get it in Vegas. You can't get it anywhere. Yeah. What happens is lots of times people say, well, you know what? I did something really special for my clients, Sue and Harry. Yeah. Five years ago, (sighs) I wrote them this really nice, lovely thank you note. And a month later, they quit doing business with me. So I'm never doing that again. (laughs) And it's like, really? That's the example you want to use? Yeah. Do a hundred of these and they pay for themselves. You're saying on the year anniversary of your relationship, and I want everyone to understand this. 
what you're doing is you're celebrating the, and your thanks that you've had this relationship with them for so long. This isn't an expected gift at Christmas time where everyone expects it and they're getting lots of gifts from everyone else. It is a totally random thing where they might not even realize that they've had you for a year or six months or whatever it might be. And the randomization of it is what your key point is, I think, right? 100%. Stop giving gifts at Christmas. Just stop. (laughs) It's a waste of time, effort, and money. Yeah. Because if I were to ask you, what are the top vendors that gave you gifts in the last five years at Christmas? You would probably sit there and go, yeah, nothing comes to mind. I don't even know if I got anything, yeah. right? Yeah. But if you look for opportunities, the anniversary of when they started doing business with you, mm-hmm. another one is most pets have a birthday that yeah. the owners know. Yeah. Why not make that part of your intake form? Yeah. Hey, I need to know your dog's name. I need to know what kind of things they eat or don't eat. What do they like to do? What do they like to play? Blah, blah, blah. By the way, what's your dog's birthday? Yeah. And then give the gift on the dog's birthday. Yes. And that's brilliant because it just ties back to how good are your systems and processes. So I know people are thinking, oh my God, Joey, Bella, I've got so much I'm doing already. I can't remember to go sit down and write them out. And I never get to the post office and all this stuff. Guys, you do it on the consultation. Like the day you have the consultation with the client, you write it, you put it, if it's a birthday card, maybe, or if you're going to send a gift, you know, automize it somehow, but put it in a folder so that you open up your folder for July and you put them all in the mail. They're already done. Absolutely. And you know, and that's a great idea, Bella. Everybody always thinks, well, there's a couple things at play here. Number one, ink fades slower than memory. Yeah, that's You're good. You're not going to remember this stuff, so write it down. Yeah. And if you write it down by hand in a notebook, mm-hmm. if you get a calendar, like an old-fashioned calendar, and you mm-hmm. just write it in onto the calendar, mm-hmm. if you put it in the CRM on your computer system, I don't care where you store it, yeah. write it down. Yeah. And to your point, make it part of the process. So make it, instead of sitting around waiting for them to mention when their dog's birthday is, which by the way is probably never going to happen, <laughs> make it part of your intake form. Say, hey, to do business with us, you have to fill out this application. And, and a lot of them the, have that. All the answers, right? So just add a couple of personal questions yeah. to the application and now turn around and use that. Here's the secret though. Don't ask information that you aren't going to use. Good point. We've all been in a situation where a vendor asks us for our birthday and then they never wish us happy birthday. Yeah. And we're like, did you even ask? Or they wish you happy birthday with a coupon to come into the dentist. <laughs> Don't even get started. No coupons. Coupons are not a gift for your customer. They are a gift for you. Stop giving coupons and thinking it's a gift. You yeah. can give coupons, but don't think that it's a gift or a present for your client because yeah. it's not. Yeah. This goes for anniversaries of your business too, maybe. You know, you're not going to give a gift certificate or I say gift certificates instead of coupons usually. Sure. Coupons out or say, hey, free walk because it's our thing. How about every dog gets a free squeaky toy because it's our anniversary? That kind of thing. Joey, can you break it down for me in the few minutes that we have left and talk about, we're talking about more anniversaries. Let's hone it into like that first hundred days when we first land this new client. And we just want to make sure that they absolutely feel so great about hiring us and they fall so in love with us that they would never consider anyone else, including the tech companies. Love it. So first thing you want to do, thank them for the business. Mm -hmm. 
it's so basic, <laughs> but most companies don't do it. Yeah. So the first thing I would do is after you've walked the dog maybe two or three times, send them a handwritten thank you note, which I know means you're going to have to sit down and write it. Okay. But guess what? It can be a template that you write the same thing for everyone. I don't care. Reference the dog's name and say, I just want you to know that I take seriously the fact that you trust me with Sparky. I'm loving getting to know him. I feel like we're really starting to bond. This is amazing. We're having a great time together. Thank you for the opportunity to walk him. Mm -hmm. That basic, that simple. Then start to give them reasons to appreciate what you're doing. We talked about sending videos, sending photos, you know, via text, Mm -hmm. you know, little messages that let them know that you care. Pay attention to the dog. One thing I would do, again, I don't own a dog, but I know enough people that do own dogs that I have some insight on this. Regularly, <laughs> people have a situation where like the dog gets, you know, some type of an infection or something's going on with the dog and it becomes clear that you missed it. Yeah. That it's been going on for a while. Yeah. If I were running a dog walking service, I would do a monthly checkup of the dog where I would just look over the dog for any ticks, any, you know, lesions, anything to talk and just make it part of my process that when I pick up the dog for the fourth walk of the month, Uh I do this spot check and create like a 10 point checklist Mm -hmm. or whatever that you're going to look at Uh and then send that to the client and say, Hey, by the way, we did Bella's 10 points of beauty, the dog (laughs) passed 10 out of 10, everything's great. You know what I mean? It can be corny. It can be fun. It can be playful. That's brilliant. (laughs) Oh, like, Oh, you're actually doing more than walking my dog, right? You're paying attention. Yeah. And so many pet sitters are already doing this. And I love what you're saying because I know I can feel the light bulbs going off right now. They're like, oh my God, Joey Bella, we already do this. Well, let's highlight the fact that you do that. And that's essentially giving them a gift. Most businesses fail to tell their customers just how much they're actually doing for them. Right. And the problem is you're doing great things for your customer, but they have no idea Mm -hmm. why, because they're not sitting next to you while you do it. Yeah. They're busy running their life. They're doing their thing. They don't know what you, you know, I could spend all day working on a document for a client. And when I send it to the client, they don't know whether I spent a minute or an hour or eight hours. Right. Well, help them to understand the amount of time you're putting into it. And I'm not saying run a clock and be like, I spent 58 minutes on your 10 point check today. They don't need to know that. But if they know you did the check, well, that's great. If they know, oh, today I took the dog and gave it a bath, you know, an unexpected thing. Yeah. Let them know what it is. You know, I think the biggest thing that the listeners are hearing, hopefully, is that it's got to be unexpected. You got to draw attention to it. And don't be afraid to start at the minute this relationship happens. And for all the ones with like many pet sitting staff, you know, from five to 50 employees, right? All it takes is creating the right system to have this in place. If you don't like writing those thank you cards and you have someone on your staff who wants to make extra money, well, there you go. Get them a hundred cards and a bunch of stuff and tell them this is your new job. I'm going to send you a list, write them, tell them, tell me when they're in the meal, you know? It just comes down to creating the systems and processes to help support you doing this. Yeah, absolutely. And to clarify, Bella, you, you make a great point. It needs to feel random to the client or the customer. Yeah. But it has to be a consistent system in your business. Yeah. Most of your listeners, the little extra touches are random in yeah. the business operations. They're not systematized. They're not yeah. happening again after again. 
You need to look at the calendar and say, you're in your first 100 days. What are the things we're doing on day 10? What are the things we're doing on day 25? And actually write them into the calendar so that when you sign a new client, you know that these things happen. Now, if you have a ton of clients and that starts to feel unwieldy that like, oh, I have to write four thank you notes today and send three text messages and do eight (laughs) videos and oh my God, what am I going to do? You turn around and what you do is you say, okay, today is video day. Mm -hmm. Everyone gets a video. Mm -hmm. Next week is thank you note day. Everyone gets a thank you note. The following week is texted photo day. Everyone gets a text, you know, and you can batch these things in a way that I think gives you the same impact, but allows you to systematize it even more within your business. I just got an idea and this is sprouted from what you said at Social Media Marketing World. You showed us this incredible video of a company that I think you worked with and they held up a clipboard and this clipboard, they wrote like, Thank you, Marty. Right? right. And the girl is just like, hi, Marty. I just want to say thank you so much for signing up. What was it? Toilet paper to buy yeah, our it was toilet paper. White, white hand wipes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I just want to say thanks for buying our hand wipes. And like, she just had it sitting there and it was literally like a whiteboard. So it wasn't because your first mind is like, oh, whatever. They just like edited that to say that. no. It was a real whiteboard, okay? And so what that did is, as a video, it showed that person that they actually took the time to record it, write it, send it. And I could see pet sitters doing this, especially when you have staff saying, hey, I just wanted to say thank you so much to Fido's mom or Fido for letting me walk you every day. You know, don't tell your mom, but I gave you an extra treat today or I don't know, something cute like that. Have fun and be playful with it. If you have multiple employees to build on this, it's also a great way to introduce your clients to all the different employees that might be working. Hey, I'm Jen. We haven't had the chance to meet yet, but I had the pleasure of playing with Fido all day today. Oh my God, what a great dog. I love it. Thanks so much for being a customer of ours. It's dogs like yours that make it fun for me to come to work every day. Thanks so much. And it doesn't have to be this huge production video with lights and cameras and the whole thing. (laughs) Shoot it on your iPhone and text it to them. It doesn't need to be more than that. I promise you. I love it. I love it. And we are in, you know, this warm and fuzzy business. We are in, you hit the nail on the head, Joey, when you said people feel guilty. That's why they're hiring the professionals. They they hire us for peace of mind, trust, and security. Security of their home, peace of mind that we came in and didn't throw a party and trust that we actually came there, you know, and we're not selling widgets. You know, we have this warm and fuzzy thing already, and it just takes an extra couple of things to drive home that warm and fuzzy to make them now feel warm and fuzzy about hiring us. Absolutely. And then they're never going to look anywhere else because there's a, no. an intangible emotional thing that we're giving them. I don't even know how to say that, you know? Absolutely. Well, yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, you're giving them a feeling. Yeah. You're giving them a feeling. a feeling. And the more feelings you can give them, yes. the more they will stay with you. That's yes. it. Because wherever, I mean, we live in a society where increasingly our interactions with business feel very cold. They feel Mm -hmm. impersonal. We feel like Mm -hmm. a number. We feel like we don't matter. It is never in the history of business been easier to connect with your customer than it is today. Totally. Never. Because of video. (laughs) The most of it. Video, phones, just even the fact that everyone else is lowering the playing field makes it easier for you to stand out. You know, back in the day when it was like a small village with eight stores, you know, it was hard because... Everyone knew everyone and it was a lot more difficult. Now it's like everybody feels like they're being treated like a number. It's not hard for you to make your clients not feel like they're a number. Joey, that is so incredible. And we are at the end of our time here today, but I know that everyone is hanging on every single word you're saying. So 
How can they just absorb more of all your goodness and learn from you? What do you got coming up and how can they get more? I appreciate that. So the best way to find me, it's it's funny. Bella and I met at Social Media Marketing World and I am not a big social media marketing guy <laughs> at all. Hilarious. In fact, it was just the running joke of the event. Like I was the <sighs> keynote speaker and I think at the time I took the stage, I had, I think it was 164 followers on Twitter at the <laughs> yeah. time. Like, uh-huh. yeah, not, not very big on social media at all. <laughs> the best place to find me is to go to joeycoleman.com. J-O-E-Y, like some five-year-old you know. <laughs> and Coleman, like the camping equipment, right? C-O-L-E-M-A-N.com, joeycoleman.com. There you'll find videos. You'll find blog posts where I talk about these, how to apply these different types of techniques and strategies to help you keep your customers and really grow your business. There's also, I would encourage you to consider signing up. There's a free starter kit that outlines the eight phases that your customer will go through in the first hundred days and how to use these various tools of in-person interactions, mail, video, Video, emails, gifts, and presents to make those interactions so memorable and so remarkable that they keep staying with you as they transition through their time as a customer. That's fantastic. The best thing about all of this is that it's so universal. You can apply this to those Fortune 500 companies and you can apply this to a solopreneur, you know, all by themselves walking dogs. Absolutely. Two quick points to that. Yes. Number one, that one of the big things people always ask me is they're like, oh my gosh, you know, I'm a solo entrepreneur. Where am I going to find the time to do this? Okay. <laughs> it's actually easier for you as a solo to do this than as a big company. Number two, this applies regardless of what business you're in. I always tell people, do you sell to human beings? Because if the answer is yes, this applies to you. If you don't sell to humans, well, then maybe it doesn't apply to you, okay? And you guys, by the way, you're selling to dogs, but the humans are writing the checks yeah. and bills. So, you know, at the end of the day, yeah, it's totally applicable. And I encourage your listeners and your followers, you know, reach out to me via email. There's ways to contact me on the website or my email is very simple. It's joey at joeycoleman.com. Oh, there it is. It's your deal. Very easy. If you have any questions about this, don't hesitate to reach out. Happy to help and support in any way because my goal, my mission is to raise the bar on customer experience on the planet. Yeah. I want people to have remarkable experiences with your business because if they have a remarkable experience with your business, they're going to demand it at the car wash and at their bank and yeah. at the restaurant. Yeah. And when they start demanding it there, those businesses have to up their game, which means when you do business with the car wash or the bank or the restaurant, you have a better experience yeah. and all boats rise together. So definitely come check us out and I look forward to connecting with your listeners. That's a fantastic point about just raising the bar. And that also plays to my point at the beginning that you were just the most approachable person ever. And I thank you for that. And I thank you for your time today. This has been another episode of Bella in Your Business. You can catch us on iTunes or Stitcher and don't forget to like and subscribe to us. Remember, always keep jumping. Thanks for jumping with Bella in Your Business. For more information, free articles, free coaching sessions, and more, go to jumpconsulting.net. And remember, Bella's got your shoot.